Do you ever find yourself really struggling with behavior? Every now and then, when I've gotten out of the habit of using the connection strategies, I can get stuck in this negative loop with my reactions, feeling annoyed or constantly frustrated by the behaviors that I'm seeing and experiencing. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever just feel overwhelmed, like you just want them to go away and you find yourself reacting in ways that don't necessarily produce results or the results that you want or have seen when you've actually used these connection strategies? Today, we're going to chat about how behaviors are actually a blessing. Yes, you heard that right, a blessing. Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Now, if you listen to that intro, you might be thinking, this lady's crazy. (laughs) Behavior is not a blessing, but I'd like to politely disagree with you and I am going to share 10 ways that I believe we can actually start shifting our thoughts and recognizing that behavior can actually be a blessing to us. Now that doesn't mean we don't want to work to decrease it or adjust it but I think sometimes shifting our perspective to what behavior really is can be so beneficial for us as the parents or the caregivers in having the perspective and the calm when we are addressing them. So number one If your child is experiencing a lot of behaviors or an increase in behaviors, it might mean that your child is progressing developmentally. So they're learning that they have a voice and they have some say, they're learning control, they're learning boundaries, they're kind of testing them to see what your reactions are going to be. The behaviors might also increase as your child is progressing in other areas. So developmentally growing in other things, not just you know, the social emotional aspect, but maybe they're hitting a spurt in um, cognitive growth or physical development. Number two, your child is comfortable with expressing big feelings. This is something that can take so long to undo once they won't. So if your child has never like never has big feelings or tantrums or meltdowns, then that's something to really pay attention to. And I actually have a podcast about this and I will link it in the show notes. It's called something like are quote unquote good kids really better. And so I think the key here is that recognizing that we want our children to be comfortable sharing big feelings instead of compressing them and pushing them down. So if your child is doing that, that's a positive. Number three, it lets you know that there's a bigger issue going on under the surface that needs some tending to. Behavior is really just communication from your child that there is something stuck, there's something bothering them, there's something hurting them, and 
they might not have the words to talk about it. They might not be consciously aware. Like sometimes it's something they've, you know, these little things that have been building and they might not actually be able to pinpoint and say, this hurt my feelings. But the behavior is able to show you there is something at the heart level here that needs to be addressed. Number four, it brings light to experiences that you are likely subconsciously still holding on to and are negatively impacting you because your responses are a window into bigger issues that need some tending to for you. So if you find that you're constantly reacting and responding to your child in a way that maybe you feel guilty for afterwards, maybe you're yelling or maybe you're, you know, running into your room and slamming the door, whatever that is for you, it can bring to the surface that we still have areas that we need to work on as the parent or the caregiver. Because when a child's behavior, which is simply communication, is elevating our anger and frustration levels to such a height that we are responding physically or really emotionally, it's showing us that there is something here that is being triggered. And that is something that we need to pay attention to and start to work through because otherwise nothing's going to change. You can wake up that day and say, I'm not going to be triggered. I'm going to be calm. But unless you start to work on whatever those things that cause your blood to boil, it's just not going to change because it's much deeper than just I'm getting angry and I'm reacting. It's much deeper than that. So it needs to be addressed. Number five, it grows you in areas that you need to strengthen. And this often prepares us for the places that we are going next. So many times I've been sitting through big feelings and I feel like I'm a pretty patient person. I feel like listening to tantrums has always been more of my strength. But there are times, especially when there's two children screaming, where I have felt so challenged Like, I cannot do this. And when I think in my mind, just one more minute, just fight the urge to get upset, take a deep breath for one more minute. You can do this for one more minute. And then I do it for another minute and I think the same thing. Okay, one more minute. You can do one minute. And all those little minutes, even if I don't make it till the end, all those little minutes add up and they are strengthening and growing my patience in those situations. So the next time I approach that situation, I'm going to be a little bit stronger and a little bit stronger. It's like exercising and strengthening your muscles. Number six, it gives you the opportunity to repeatedly model how to respond or how you'd like your child to learn to respond. So this is when your child is little and you know what? When I say little, I don't mean just toddlerhood. I mean even elementary school, maybe even getting into junior high. It just kind of depends on your child. But they so much use you first to learn to regulate, and we call that co-regulation. So they are learning how to regulate their own body from how you come to the situation and what you're modeling. And so... When your child has behaviors, which, let's be real, are pretty much every day, and if you have more than one child, 
it's probably for sure every day, maybe one or the other, maybe not all of them. But we have this opportunity each time we are coming to the behavior to model that co-regulation, to model that response that we want our kids to eventually get to. So as they start shifting from that co-regulation with us to learning to self-regulate, they're getting lots of experience with what that can look like. So instead of learning that, oh, someone's not listening, so I'm just going to start yelling, someone's not listening, so... I'm going to just sit here and take deep breaths or I'm going to think about a different strategy or I'm just going to let it go and I'm going to go do something else sort of a thing. Number seven, behaviors allow for more moments of connection. So if our kids are just, you know, if you have a child who just goes off and plays by themselves and like they're just good to go, they check in with you every now and then, maybe when they're hungry, they don't really need a whole lot from you we might miss some of those opportunities to connect because they're just doing their thing and we're not usually like, oh, let's interrupt them to go do this thing, you know? Like, we're just like, oh, they're playing by themselves, (laughs) you know? Let them be. But when we have to take time to stop and attend to our child's heart and train them and move forward, it actually creates more of these little pockets of intentional connection that will strengthen your relationship. And when we view this as an opportunity to connect versus, you know, using it as just this moment of negativity, it can really create extra space in your schedule when you don't feel like you have the time to build in more connection without even intentionally setting up connection strategies. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to plan for more special time or more one-on-one time or whatever, you can utilize these opportunities to create little bits of connection with your child based on your response and your reaction and kind of where you go with the behavior you're seeing. Number eight, your responses can show your child that they are unconditionally loved. This is something that I was, as I was doing market research calls, I've heard a lot of and it kind of surprised me. So many moms have felt like they were conditionally loved growing up and that they had to live up to a certain standard to earn love, essentially. When you can learn to come with calm during your child's behavior, you have repeated opportunities to show them that they are unconditionally loved. Now, this doesn't mean we will get it right every time, so hear me on that. And that's still okay. We aren't aiming for perfection, and it's important that your kids know that they don't have to be perfect because when we can model imperfect parenting and show them again model for them what we do when we mess up that is again modeling for them okay my mom yelled and she didn't like that so what did she do so that when they mess up they recognize it's okay everybody messes up even my mom she messes up too and they can learn that. So I don't want you to hear this and think, well, if I if I don't do it perfectly every time, they're not going to feel unconditionally loved. No. When you can do it, you know, a good part of the time, plus recognize that we make mistakes because we're human and that's reality and that's not going to change, then what is your response going to be when you do act in a way that you don't want to? And what are you modeling in that instance? That's how your child is going to feel unconditionally loved. 
Number nine, you've created an environment of safety, even if you don't feel like that's the case because you've lost your cool more times than you can count. I've gotten several messages in the last week from moms just unsure of how to even move forward because of the intense behaviors. And while there's work to be done for sure, what I want you to remember about those instances is that your child knows they are safe with you. That the behaviors are not going to cause you to give up and throw in the towel and leave them like maybe other people have left or maybe they just recognize that other people won't handle it like you do or maybe they'll turn away from them or won't treat them the same. I mean, think about it for you. If you're feeling really stressed out, maybe on the like edge of like something else happens and you might just fall off the edge and let the floodgates open. If you are just encountering, you know, say you go to Target or something and you're encountering random people, maybe they say hi, maybe you're cashier or something, you're not just suddenly going to emotionally unload on them because they're not necessarily a safe person to you. But you go home and maybe a friend calls you or your spouse is there and suddenly you just can't stop the flow. I want you to remember that with your child too. The behaviors might not even be directly related to you. It could be something that happened at school or that happened at daycare. Maybe they were overstimulated for a long part of the day or whatever. Maybe it's a bunch of things combined. The fact that your child is having those intense behaviors with you should be a reminder to you that you have created an environment that feels safe for your child to let them have those big feelings. And number 10, it can actually get you back to your inner child because some of the connection strategies, if you've listened, are, you know, setting limits and listening to the big feelings. But one of the biggest ones that I think is so important and so underutilized for kids is play, play listening. I mean, how many of you struggle like I do to resort to play when behaviors come or when there's whining or when there's something that just maybe would normally irritate most people, but you come with play? That's pretty challenging because that's not generally what has happened with us. It's not something that was modeled. And so reframing our thoughts and redirecting how we interact can really help us, you know, again, process things from our inner child standpoint or reparent as, you know, some might call it. But it can also just like bring out the playful side of you that often gets hidden because there's so many responsibilities, so many things to do. The to-do list is ever growing. It's just run to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And we can just get stuck in this loop of just like getting by versus really taking the opportunity to just play. And honestly, I've noticed a huge transformation when I actually take a minute to think about how like so often, and I'll say this to my husband too, but I think like in my mind, this is what I'm thinking to myself. I know I should bring play to this situation. I know that would be so helpful, but like how, (laughs) how am I actually going to do that? And sometimes it's a flop. Sometimes I realize, okay, that's not quite it. And I try something else, but either way it, you know, generally prevents us from being triggered 
into bigger feelings because we're not having to necessarily deal with those big feelings, especially if you're feeling on a short fuse. This would be a great thing to do. Plus, it creates laughter. And, you know, among that challenge that you're encountering, instead of letting it frustrate you, creating some laughter for both you and your child, which will ease up on the behaviors and then bring more connection between you and your child. And then it can transition that like negative cycle that you might be stuck in into more of a positive one because so many times we can especially if you have a child that feels more challenging or you know maybe you have multiple children there's one child that just always seems to get on your last nerve or they're always doing something sometimes we can get stuck negatively reacting always even if it's like mit like I was going to say misreacting, but you know, where you react and then you realize, oh, they weren't actually doing the thing I thought they were going to do (laughs) just because it's so ingrained in just such a pattern. But when we can bring this play and laughter, we're increasing our our connection and then it makes us want to connect more because I know so often people say, well, I just don't even want to connect with my child because the behaviors are so challenging and I totally, totally get that. So try play. Because when you can laugh with your child, it's not only building connection for your child, but it's building connection for you too. And so then it can shift, like I was saying, this negative like loop you're stuck in into starting to see some more positive. And the more positive you see, the more you're going to do it. And the more you do it, the more connection and the less behavior and the more fun that you're going to experience. So I'll just you know really encourage some of that play. I will also link the play listening episode in the show notes. I know there's a couple of them, but I'll list I'll um, list the main one, and then you can kind of scroll scroll through and see if there's any other other episodes that you want to check out. But play is just such a big factor that I think is really underutilized, and and mostly because we weren't modeled to react in that way. But it is so transformative and so fun to see the shift in your child's reaction to you when you actually bring play. And it just lightens up the mood and the situation and can really shift your day. So I hope that can be encouraging to you to just take a moment and think about your child's behavior in a positive light. Because I know, believe me, I do. When you're in the moment of really trying behaviors, it doesn't feel like a blessing. But even now, I look back at all of the stuff that I have endured, the overwhelming moments, the exhaustive moments, the I just need to make it till five o'clock so when my husband's here I can escape moments. And there have been times where I have felt sorry for myself and felt bad for myself and wished a different life upon us, like wished it could be different. But now I can truly look back and say, I am grateful because my parenting has drastically shifted. My mindset has shifted. My own ability to manage my big feelings, my um, my processing of things that I didn't even know I was holding on to, none of that would have happened had I not experienced the level of intense behaviors that I did. 
And you might be thinking, I'm never going to be grateful for this. But I just want to give you a vision for what's to come. When you can work on these connection strategies, when you can shift your mindset, when you can learn to heal your triggers, you will start stepping into a place where you can look back and see little shifts along the way that have transformed so many things and actually be grateful for the catalyst to which those things occurred, which is your child's behavior. So again, if you're really struggling with behavior, please reach out to me, whether you want to email me or message me on social media somewhere. We are not meant to be stuck in this behavior. There are so many specific ways in which we can handle any issue that you encounter, whether it's physical behaviors, hitting their head on the floor, hitting each other, biting, um, difficulty in other environments like school or daycare, constant sibling rivalry. Obviously, some of that is good because that's how they're, they're learning relationships and social interactions. But not being able to sleep. Like there are so many things that we can, specific strategies that we can implement that can actually bring resolution and consistent resolution that doesn't involve like keeping up with rewards and reward charts and sticker charts. It doesn't revolve around punishment and how many minutes do they get in a timeout this time sort of a thing. And so I would just love to speak with you. If that's where you're at, I would love to talk more about the challenges you're encountering and just do a behavior strategy call. Hear what you're struggling with, give you an idea of maybe where to start. And but if you're like I don't need I don't need an idea. I need this to change and I need it to change now. I hear that because that was me. Let me know and I would be happy to create um a behavior blueprint specifically for you in your family and we will walk through what that actually looks like what you are going to gain my guarantee all of that all of the details what it will look like and then you will have an opportunity to say hmm, yeah i think let's do this or you know maybe not right now or maybe maybe something else will fit you better and those are things that i can also help you with um just being you know not only a connected parent coach, but also a pediatric OT. So if you have any questions, if you are struggling in any way, even if you just need to vent, please reach out to me. And I would love to be that sounding board for you because sometimes it can be really hard and really lonely to find that within your immediate community. Or maybe you're like, I don't necessarily want to talk about this with my immediate community or you know, whatever. I hear that too. So I just really want to encourage you to reach out, get it off your chest and let's start working through it. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and take me at Kaylee Josiah and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.